Welcome to 12 Minutes of Mental Health by Dr. Jeremy Crosby, exploring mental health symptoms, how they work, and what to do about them. While one out of every four people is dealing with a diagnosable mental health condition, everyone experiences stress and could benefit from understanding and building healthy coping skills. In this world, the issues of mental health affect everyone. The skills you need are learnable, stress is manageable, and life can be good. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeremy Crosby. Welcome back. This is 12 Minutes of Mental Health. This week on the podcast, we are addressing the topic, Dealing with Trauma Without Awareness. One thing that I frequently find when I get new clients in my therapy practice is that people have been through traumatizing experiences and they don't even realize that they were traumatized. Often after a trauma, a person will be affected by the damaging effects of what they went through and yet the person survived it and they just try to move on and go ahead with life. Let's look at the logic for why people tend to do that. In a trauma, of course, you do whatever it takes to survive. This is completely normal for human beings. Then you did survive the traumatic event or situation, and moving forward, you now apply some logic. What I did obviously worked, therefore, it must be right. Now that a person is being affected by the traumatic experience, any symptoms or behaviors are attributed to the behavior that they did in order to survive, and anything else is often deemed wrong, misinformed, or misunderstood. Many people continue to live in a survival mode, often for many years, just getting by and surviving day to day, or sometimes moment to moment. It is usually not until a person hits rock bottom or their coping is diminished to the point that they are severely overwhelmed or they just cannot make it or deal with the stresses of everyday life anymore. That's often when people will potentially seek out some help or come to therapy initially. What if you have been affected by traumatic experience, and yet you don't really know that that's what's going on in your life or that that's where some of your symptoms or difficulties are coming from. What kinds of things might you look for to figure that out? Let's take a look at some factors that could be a tip-off that you might be dealing with the effects of trauma. The first factor relates to feeling safe. Traumatic experience takes away the ability to feel safe. After a trauma, now the world looks very different. People and places and situations look dangerous. Things are perceived as being often much more dangerous or threatening than in fact they are. The interesting thing about trauma is that a person can be in a generally safe place or situation and yet In the midst of that scenario or circumstance, the person still does not feel safe. This is one of the keys to healing, developing the ability to feel safe when, in fact, things generally are fairly safe. 
The next thing to look for is emotional damage. Traumas create very intense, damaging emotional experiences. As a result, many people become emotionally numb or emotionally flat in an effort to cope with the experience of emotion. Do you find that you're typically very flat or numb emotionally? That you don't feel much when it comes to feelings or emotions? Do you find that it is very difficult to connect with any other person on an emotional basis? This might be a clue that you have been through trauma. The next thing to look for is what I call lack of processing, and we're talking about mental processing. Traumas are inherently confusing. If you look back and absolutely cannot make any sense of some very intense or extreme experience in your past, that might be a clue that it was traumatic. Another common effect of trauma has to do with control. In a traumatic experience, a person has some degree of helplessness. Let's ask, as human beings, is it okay to be helpless or feel helpless? Most people say, absolutely not. One of the effects of trauma is that a person thereafter always tries to be in control or make sure things or situations turn out okay. Let's think about the intention. The intention is very good. You don't want bad things to happen, and you don't want yourself or other people to become hurt severely. You're trying to do a good thing. However, when we are always trying to control things, sometimes that goes too far and actually creates negative detrimental outcomes. Another classic effect of trauma has to do with self-esteem. Traumas literally crush a person's self-esteem. Part of normal for human beings is to want and to have a healthy sense of self-esteem, how you feel about yourself. It is completely normal that we should feel valuable, lovable, likable, that we feel capable and competent in at least a fair number of things, and also that we feel deserving of good things just as much as any other person is deserving. After trauma, people typically feel very badly about themselves. They feel low, sad. They feel down. Often people feel like they're a bad person and that they don't deserve good things in life. Self-esteem has to be rebuilt. On this point, please hold on to some hope. I have seen many people rebuild their self-esteem in a healthy way and get back to a place where they, in fact, felt good in a healthy way about themselves. The next thing to look for in terms of a possible indicator that you might be dealing with the effects of trauma is your connections with other people. Many people, after traumatic experience, tend to withdraw or pull away from friends, family, and other healthy connections in their life. After trauma, most people tend not to trust other people. Isolation is very common. I've had many clients express the sentiment that after trauma, they got to a place where they saw everyone as either an enemy or a potential enemy. I have also seen many people heal in regard to this factor, flipping the perspective that instead of potential enemies, people started to see potential friends so that they're not always feeling threat 
or danger with every person they encounter. The next thing to look for in terms of potential effects of trauma has to do with autonomy. Autonomy is the ability to act independently, make your own decisions, and generally be effective in the things that you do. After trauma, decision-making becomes very difficult. Many people get to where they don't even trust their own perceptions or their own judgment. When this goes far enough, people get to a place where they second-guess every decision and every single thing that they do or might do. At that point, is the person really in charge of their own life? Are they living in a way that we would say is autonomous and self-directing? No, they're living in a way that is quite the opposite of that. This is a classic effect of trauma after a person has lived with the effects of trauma for many years. Another thing to look for as a possible indicator of trauma has to do with our understanding of the world. Let's think in terms of a person's thinking processes. Before trauma, people have beliefs, values, mindsets, and paradigms, ways of seeing and understanding things in the world. Then, a traumatic experience often will contradict or shatter many of those previous ways of making sense of things. The person survives the trauma, but then on the other side, they are confused. There are many things that no longer make sense. In order to heal, people need answers. They need to understand what they went through and how it affected them. And they also need guidance for how to rebuild their thinking, how to heal the emotional damage, and how to work through the traumatic experiences in order to get those traumatic memories filed away properly. When people actually do the healing work, they develop even better understandings of their own experiences and also more expanded, positive, and accurate views of the world and how to navigate in the world in a healthy way. Two other things to look for in terms of figuring out if you might have had trauma in your past. One of those has to do with the ability to cope with stress. In general, people start developing coping skills at very young ages, even as an infant or a toddler. As we learn and grow, we learn more about the world and we develop skills and strategies for how to navigate potentially stressful situations. Then the traumatic experience takes those coping abilities and severely stunts them. After trauma, many people are easily overwhelmed What's ironic is that after trauma or when dealing with PTSD, it's not the actual big crisis-level events that are difficult. Once a person has been through traumatic experience, most people generally know how to rise to the occasion, deal with things, and get through it. It's the little details, the small things that build up and build up and finally feel overwhelming. When a person heals with PTSD, they rebuild healthy coping skills and strategies and essentially develop their own personal repertoire of skills to work with for navigating the circumstances and events that present themselves as we go through daily life. 
The last thing to look for as a possible indicator of trauma has to do with spirituality. I've had numerous clients report to me in therapy that their beliefs up until the point of trauma were very solid and intact, and then what happened in the trauma either directly contradicted or called into question many of their own personal beliefs, especially religious or spiritual beliefs. The reason for this is that what the person experienced in the trauma directly contradicted what they had been taught or what they had believed up until that point in their life. Now the person has an internal conflict. I previously believed these things, but yet my personal experience tells me something quite different. In therapy, it is not the job of a therapist to try to tell a person what to believe or what not to believe. The truth of the matter is that at the end of the day, each person must make up their own mind what they're going to believe and why they believe it. The job in therapy is to help a person sort out the nature of their experiences and facilitate the process of grappling with the internal conflict and arriving at a resolution that makes sense to them. I have seen many people do that exact thing through the process of therapy, being able to sort out their own experiences and arrive at a set of beliefs, values, and ideals that make good sense to them. I would like to encourage you, go through this list of indicators of trauma that we've talked about today and just ask yourself if you have any of these symptoms or behaviors or indicators that show up on a fairly regular basis in your life. If so, it's probably a good idea to seek out at least an evaluation with a doctor or therapist who specializes in the treatment of trauma and PTSD. It could be that you do not have PTSD or any other particular mental health disorder. On the other hand, if you wind up having a diagnosis of PTSD, starting to work on the healing process as soon as possible when, assuming that you're ready to do so, typically yields the best long-term outcomes. For example, I have had clients who started therapy for the first time at about age 85. Some of those clients were very motivated and dedicated, and sure enough, they worked through it. However, that occurred very near the end of their lifespan. On the other hand, I've also had many clients who were in their late teens or early 20s when they started the process of seriously working through the healing process. And typically, within a few years, most of those people had gotten to a place where they had resolved the majority of their symptoms, and now they were living life in a very healthy, enjoyable, vibrant way. At that point, they had the majority of their life still ahead of them, and they themselves were in a mental, emotional condition to be able to live life to the fullest. I would encourage you, it's never too late to start working on these things and healing. Even people who started the healing and recovery process in their 40s, 50s, and 60s still tell me that they were very glad that they did so because the rest of the time they had left in life was immensely better than what they had lived 
up until that point. One thing that I would want you to know for certain when it comes to trauma and PTSD, at this point in time, we do have good answers for every single symptom, where the symptoms came from, and ways of working through those so that you, in fact, can get your life back and live a life that is healthy, enjoyable, and be able to live in a way where you can thrive. Additionally, if you are interested in some more in-depth audio programs on mental health, healing, and recovery, check out my special audio programs. They can be found at psychesoul125.gumroad.com. Again, I would like to encourage you, even if you have been through traumatic experiences, it is very possible to engage the healing process and find the answers, the support, and the help that you need that can help you heal and thrive in your life. I'm always very encouraged when, in fact, I see people doing that very thing as they work through their own healing process. I'm Dr. Jeremy Crosby. I will see you in the next episode. This has been 12 Minutes of Mental Health by Dr. Jeremy Crosby. It is our hope that you are learning the skills that you need in order to heal and effectively cope with the situations in your life. We wish for you the highest good and the absolute best outcomes in all things. 12 Minutes of Mental Health is brought to you by Psyche and Soul, produced by Madonna Studios. Coming to you from the middle of nowhere. Music by Kevin McLeod.